everybody, and welcome back. We are at it again with Dolt Meyer Radio, episode number two with my man, Jim. That's it. I didn't even try to pronounce the last name because you know I'm going to mess that one up. <laughs> Jim Fastenaugh. There it is. All right. See, thanks for coming on to the show today, Jim. No problem. We're excited to dive into some things. And uh, we had a good lunch, too. Oh, yes. yeah, of course. You know, we got to take care of you over here. Man. Let's jump in real quick into a little bit of uh, introduction. Why don't you tell everybody? We had a little chance to chat sure. earlier, right? Just like Scott, you grew up on a farm. Kind of share a little bit of that farm life, if you would. I uh, grew up in south central Nebraska, went to high school in Bertrand. Okay. So we had an irrigated farm and ranch, Ooh. so we were busy year-round. And yeah. uh, irrigated agriculture at that time, that was pre-center pivot. They were just coming into play, so it was very labor-intensive. Shoot, I bet. Gravity irrigation and, you know, just loved it. Farm kid. Yeah. Went to UNL, got a degree in ag economics, just in case I needed it, in case farming didn't work out. And then uh, came back and farmed for 20 and uh, unfortunately just circumstances yeah yeah but now you've been at Doltmeyer now for you said almost 10 years yeah right? I'll be 10 years in July good that's yeah. and um, ride some bikes is that right well I do a uh, biker didn't get out as much as I wanted to this summer had an injury in my arms and that kind of hamstrung me for a while but that's my one of my favorite physical activities is getting out on a bike getting out there with wind in your hair you know yeah just yeah. just for the audience out there right? <laughs> like we, we, yeah we're, we're Looking at, we're looking at a couple guys over here with no hair. So, uh, it know, yeah. no, to me, it feels like freedom, Drew. Is you get on the bike, yeah, it does, you got an open it? trail, and if you find someone more, you know, somewhere that it's not busy, you just. Boy, what a, what a great Yeah, you, you know, yeah. I, I've been on some of the trails here in Nebraska, and mm-hmm. uh, it's been crowded with pandemic and everything. Oh, you, yeah. Some people don't know how to, on your left, on your left, and <laughs> you just, you're like, oh, my God, we're going to get into accident exactly. over here, right? Exactly. So, but, yeah. yeah. Wear that helmet. As much as you don't want to. I see some guys wearing no helmets on motorcycles. and I, Not particularly in Nebraska, no. but in some other states, they don't in even Iowa. wear it. No, you know? no they don't. They yeah, don't. I'm just kind of like, wow, he's... If you fall down, buddy, <laughs> you know? And I see some guys wearing some shorts, and I'm like, whoa, if you fall down, buddy. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know? Like, I don't know. People are. Just don't like any restriction. We all know that type. Let's dive into a little bit of the State of the Union, right? So okay. I want to get you guys' take on a lot of, uh, you know, what's happening in the agriculture industry currently and kind of just discuss current events. So consensus right now is that there are supply chain issues that are occurring. Big time. Right? Big time. And that's just not just in agriculture, but just in general. In general. It's going to be really tight for this upcoming year. We get reports about fertilizer shortages. It's, you know, obviously one of the major inputs. And so it's it's really going to have people scrambling. They already are. Um, yeah. What are, what are they going to do? I, what have you heard? I took an order for a guy bought a large storage tank yesterday because he could get some liquid fertilizer now. Mm-hmm. He's going to lay it in, so he's got at least that much supply. It's going to be tight. I've seen a lot of interest in anhydrous ammonia perk back up again. Okay. Based on cost, but we don't know if there's going to be availability there either. Wow. So there's a lot of questions going into 2022. I mean, for this year, 2021, in this area, the yields are phenomenal. That's what I've been so hearing. guys are going to have a good year. They have are. a good year. They are. Yeah. You know, so with that, the grain prices at right now. You... They're solid. They were way up early summer, and they've dwindled off some based on the way the crop is looking coming in. And now that it is coming in, they just kind of, they're still good. Hmm. I mean, they're still going to be profits there because of the high yields. But next year, the inputs are going to be very bad. 
You think so? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, we we're, all, we're already hearing some fertilizer prices that are huh. much, much higher than last year. Yeah. It just seems like that, right? Like they jack up the prices. Oh, exactly. You know what I mean? Like yeah. if the grain goes up a little bit, oh, yeah, well, yeah. well you can afford it. Right? Yeah. We'll just keep on jacking that thing up a little bit. <laughs> agriculture is one of the industries that you don't set the price. <laughs> <laughs> you get what they give you, and that's just the way it's always been. Yeah. yeah. You've been to a couple of these trade shows before, right? Oh, yeah. What was the last oh, yeah. one that you went to? I go to Kansas City to the Western Farm Show every year. Okay. Uh, pre-pandemic, of course. Yeah. I didn't have it last year. And uh, went to Big Iron two years ago. And uh, I've been to Husker Harvest Days before. Oh, yeah, yeah. And yeah, we were yeah, just there. There's a lot to see. A lot to see. The technology is just amazing. Yeah, yeah so we were talking with Scott the other week, and mm-hmm. he was blown away. Like, you know, going back to your farm days, mm-hmm. imagine if you had some of the equipment that we have now oh, back then. Yeah. That it's, would it's cut amazing. the time down, you know? Cuts the time down, cuts the stress down, oh, and it makes everything so much more accurate because it's traceable. Sure. I mean, as soon as GPS came into play, which is global positioning satellite, everything could be recorded. You know, everything that's ongoing in that field now, what are the inputs, you know, here and there, and it can be mm-hmm. recorded, and then especially come fall when you get your yield results you've got you know you've got those and you can you can build a nice you know layer of you know you've got all this data so after a while you know hey look this part of the field is doing really well we're going to reward this portion here because we know we're going to get more back from it sure. this portion of the field you know what it's always flat you know we're going to quit spending a lot of money on inputs on this yeah. portion because it's just we're not seeing the roi not seeing the return so yeah. That's how everything has changed, and the prescription agriculture has just made all the farmers so much, their yields are so much better because of it, as well as the phenomenal hybrids that they have at their fingertips now. Oh, yeah. Oh, they're just amazing. They're just racehorses, and they, they do great. It's fun. interesting and fun. It kind of uh, you know opens up your imagination a little bit of, this is the kind of technology that we're seeing now. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, I what's going to happen? What's, what's going to be? I mean, and you saw it at Husker Harvest Days. Yeah, we did. We saw that omnibus, right? Radalus drone vehicles and, you know, vehicles that just run without an operator. Yeah. And they're all GPS guided. Kind of goes into this uh, conspiracy, right, of, you know, (laughs) consolidating farmland, people buying different things. You know who I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And and what's to come in the future, right? right. Are we going to need people? I don't know. You know, I mean, have somebody there to punch the buttons at least. Uh, yeah, you, you know, you look at like you know, just the Air Force in general, right? Like, there's not a lot of pilots as there used to be back in then. Now there's drone pilots. Drone pilots, right? right. Like you don't, yeah. you know, unmanned vehicles are just flying around. You know, yeah. it just blows my mind. Oh, it does. They were saying yeah. that they're going to have like little drones dropping Amazon packages at your house. I could just imagine some farmers like you know dropping some Amazon and you know. <laughs> Oh, was that a duck or something? Like that? <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. The drone armies that flew through south central Nebraska this summer. Did you hear about no, those? What was that news? About? Nobody really knows. And there would be like groups of forty or fifty of them and they would just be flying and they'd fly really? for Ireland and they'd stop and nobody knew if it was a government sponsored project or what it was yeah, all about. I know, that's wild. I I had a buddy who was sitting outside his uh, his balcony, you know, his porch. Uh, one night and he looked up at the sky here in Nebraska right he just lives northwest and uh, he was like what is that it was like three little lights on the sky that just like moved in tandem really 
and he was like, was this a, you know, UFO? Was it a UFO? Was it, was yeah. it UFO? Yeah. You really he, think we're alone? Yeah, but you know what he said? He, he said they looked it up, and, and it was actually uh, Elon Musk's oh, Starlink. Really? Where there are the satellites that are out there that are, you know, tying it into all this new technology that, I mean, who's to say five, ten years from now that is a push of a button? Somebody out oh, yeah. in D.C. or something like that is controlling irrigation, and I, hopefully it doesn't come down to that. That's, that kind of weird, <laughs> right? Like. You know, you got to be out there on the combine. You know, like this guy. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure you've seen the Terminator movies. Yeah, like, <laughs> potential's there. It's, like. <laughs> it's weird how some of that stuff kind of plays in the, you know, you're like in the, you know, like Minority Report. I'm thinking like, oh, this is like, what it's going to be like in the future, you know? Like, you know? It's hard to say. Yeah. I mean, but I don't know if you got to see a driverless tractor at Husker Harvest Day. Sure, it yeah. It was, you know, following by the combine. Yeah, and that and Raven that, machine. Oh, the Raven. Raven machine. Machine. Yeah, yeah, I'd love to see that. Yeah, that was so, cool. And you know what? What's spurring a lot of this is just finding help, which is that yeah. amazes me. I mean, we've got a literally an old, overpopulated world that can't find people to work. Yeah, that's another podcast over there. You know, I mean, everywhere we go, there's you know shortage. Oh. Where did this come from? I mean, when will it end? That's a whole another yeah, podcast. No, all right. Yeah. I can imagine, you know, like with harvest happening right now, right in, mm-hmm. in this part of the world, some of these guys running day in day night, and they need help. They need help, right? A yeah. lot of the uh, people in South Central Nebraska, where I'm from, there's a large contingent of South Africans that work. Okay. There, nice. Um, because the political reasons, they had to leave, and, and now they're here and they're phenomenal i mean very good help yeah and i would imagine very tech savvy there and then what they're here just for a certain time and then they go back they do have to go back they're on work visas okay um, but they come back you know nearly every year some do well i mean that that would probably be an ideal situation for mm-hmm. some of them right you oh, know, yeah. They, oh yeah they come here they work hard they get paid and then they go back and, and they, they get back. that no it's just hard to fathom that there's it's impossible to find labor you know and, and agriculture was very labor intensive sure always has been it's getting yeah. to be less and less because of machinery automation technology what do you think about all these vertical farms yeah you know those things that people are they're not even putting in the ground anymore they're just creating you know man-made farms that like know. hydroponics yeah i think they, they're doing like lettuce and stuff like that I've, I've, oh, I've heard. Yeah, yeah. you know what i mean it takes a lot of input i mean that's yeah. the knock is yeah. it profitable I, i'll have to look at that company that i was doing research on but it was somewhere in washington obviously washington state and sure. they were working on some new technology of vertical farming mm, interesting yeah you know well there is only a finite amount of farm ground yeah i mean and a lot uh, of it there. keeps getting converted over to homes and <laughs> Oh, yeah, we were just talking about that here, yeah. being here in Nebraska and Omaha, right, we were, right. you know, 20 years ago. Boy, there was a lot of farmland. And now, I mean, you look around, there's little spots, but here in Omaha Metro, you right. know, you go a little bit farther west. Oh, I mean, yeah, there's, yeah. you know, even in Iowa. But, like you know, now you're averaging 275 bushels an acre, whereas 20 years ago, it was 175. That's a big difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were taking a stroll out the Husker Harvest days with Nathan, who was trying to get him into this microphone. I think he, oh, he, he might, yeah, he'll, he'll get, get in here, you know, yeah. He's, yeah so we were at Husker Harvest Days and we were walking around and he was saying, wow, this, when he was a kid too, he, like you, you know, growing up in the farm, yeah. he was just like blown away of like all the different types of equipment and the technology that has improved a lot of the functions. And he's just like, man, if we had this, mm-hmm. man, you know, my weekends would have been nice. <laughs> you know, he probably watched the Husker game, right? Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Oh, 
How about this weekend? In Nebraska. Michigan. Michigan. We got Michigan this weekend. Yes, we do. What do you think that's going to be like? It's going to be a dogfight. It's going to be. Uh, Who do you got with? I'm, I'm going with my heart, going with my loyalty. Well, you're going to go Huskers. Yeah, you know, thinking of Huskers. Ten, Michigan seven. There well, it you're is. Going there low it score. Is. Uh, you're going on low score. I think it's going to be low because two very good defense. We got a good defense this year. We do. I, I was at the the last time that we won the national championship. What was that like? Ninety seven. You were. I wasn't at the game. I was at the celebration that was on Seventy Second and Dodge Street. <laughs> Everyone just congregated down there, you know what I mean? Throwing people throwing corn. Isn't that fun? I was like, wow, this is great. Uh, I know. I, I was still farming at the time, living in Bertrand, and, and I told my dad, this was '95. I said, if we win, I'm going to Lincoln because you know they're having a celebration. So oh, I did. Sure. I, did, you, I, I, did you? I drove there and went to Bob Devaney, and when they got mad, the players all came back, and it was, yeah. oh, it was it was phenomenal. It's just I those bet. are the days if we could get back to some semblance. Of yeah, that, you know what's funny about like, all us Husker fans? I mean, we've just been living in the '90s. Oh yeah. Yeah, I, but, I mean, it's like it's 2021. I know that's 25 years ago now. Yeah, it's like, but it's like, oh, we're still a powerhouse. No, we're not. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Not even close. Nationally, we're not even thought of as, as an Alabama, Clemson, Georgia. Wow. Nobody even thinks that anymore. No one thinks about Which that. Which just amazes me because that's all we ever knew is we were, we're Nebraska. We're going to sure. be contenders every year. Not like that. No, no. No, I like I like really this defense is great and uh, Jojo Doman is just playing out of his mind at <laughs> linebacker. He, oh, what a what a great guy and uh, well, just I, so much energy. And, I think Husker fans have a lot to look forward to. I mean, they got a young team. We've got Coach Frost. Seems mm-hmm. like he's got some things mm-hmm. lined up. Their strength and conditioning seems to get better every it does. year. It really does. So yeah. you know, I mean, still taking a long time, but it just takes a while to put all the pieces together. Yeah, yeah it I really think, does. Yeah, it really I think does. so. You know, and sometimes it's fate yeah. when you get, you happen to just get that group together and boy they gel and everything works and you know, that's why it doesn't happen every year 10-7 okay 10-7 right. I think I put down like a pretty big score of like 34-28 or something like you're that you're thinking that now yeah, aren't no, you well, no yeah. I, oh, they, have, they, you, have you seen Michigan yeah, you know what? Phenomenal defense. They got good defense, but they hot. Uh, yeah, we'll see. It's, it's here in Lincoln, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Early game or is it a late game? It's a late game. Another night game. Yep. Oh, that's good. Yeah, they'll have that light show again. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be, be nice to watch. Though. Oh, yeah. Going back. <laughs> yeah, maybe we should. See, see how we do that over here? We're getting more comfortable at Dol- Dolmeyer Radio. Hey, it's it's just Dolmeyer Radio. It's, We're just having a good old podcast, time. your podcast. You can do whatever you yeah. want. It's my show. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you listen to ESPN. <laughs> there you go. There it is. There you it listen is. to ESPN. They don't talk about sports. All the time. Yeah. Well, yeah. They veer a little. They veer a little bit, you know? They veer yeah. here and there. Let's talk a little bit of ag in, in, in regards to uh, troubleshooting. So you, right now you're probably getting a lot of calls, harvest time, getting ready. Like you said, there's supply crunch that's happening yeah. probably for the spring. What kind of trouble issues are, have you been hearing on the phones lately? This time of the year, what we're coming into will be in hydrous ammonia season. I think you and Scott talked about that last mm. week. Sure. And uh, so we sell the Raven product line that are NH3 controllers. Mm. So Scott and I will spend a lot of time troubleshooting systems that are that are not functioning. And I think you hit on that. Yeah, he Scott was, did a great job last week. Yeah, he was talking about that. Like yeah, Blockages in the lines. Right, right. And we, you know, lucky for us, we got uh, Henniker line with this this past year, which is the premier blockage monitor system. That nitro alert, right? Nitro alert, yeah. Yeah, this will be our second year with it, and it's gone over very well. We had temperature-based, yeah, far and away the best system going, so we're, we're, we're lucky that we got that 
online. We have that in stock, right? I, I can't. We have that stock. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Okay. We've got some other. We've got uh, several new products upcoming this year. We just started partnering with a company called Ag Excel. We'll have their product line, which is fertilizer delivery equipment, uh, very specialized. A lot of what's ongoing with fertilizer shortages is a lot of people are looking at micronutrients, and what they can do is they can take nitrogen from the atmosphere and convert it into NH3 that's usable by the plant. Oh, converts wow. it to ammonia. Okay. So there's a product called Pivot Bio out there. All right. Micronutrient, that's what it does. A lot of interest in that. Oh, Obviously, to reduce nitrogen. Sure. Use. And if you're sick, if you're sick, then it may not be available as well. So, so yeah, there's always, always something. There's always Every something. Every year, always something. Yeah, isn't you that know, right? Yeah. Remember the just, flood? Remember just, the flood? Just like life, yeah. Yeah, there's we had a flood. Oh, yeah. Flood. And then... And icebergs floating through cornfields. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just still waiting for the frogs to fall from the sky. <laughs> then I've seen it all. <laughs> then the sharks. Yeah, then the, yeah. Then the shark needle. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> There's always, you know, it's always the, the energy is like, is that going to be there? Now we've had this disruption out in California with an anchor falling on an oil pipeline. And I heard about that. Yeah. So they, now they're trying to, consequently, crude oil has jumped up again. Yeah. Uh, they, they had the, what was it, aerial footage. Because they, they, there's so many, I mean, if you look out on the coast now, right, mm-hmm. there's ships that are just parked out parked. there. Just my family and I went to Seattle for our niece's wedding. So we got to oh, nice. tour some of the, uh, the, the big port there in Seattle. The size of the cargo ships is amazing. Dude, yeah. Oh, and then the amount of cargo containers that are just piled and piled and piled. It's, it's like, crazy. No wonder, you know, that they're... Yeah, but talk about shortage. There's no workers that, no, are, no. that are there, you no, know. And, no workers. Yeah. And the, I, I forgot what they call them, the seafarers or something like that, like people who are on those boats that help with uh, the containers, and they're, they're actually on the boats. Yeah. They're running out of those individuals. No kidding. Because they're on the boats for 18 months at a time. Wow. Imagine, Jim, not leaving that boat for 18 18 months. months. You're on sea. Yeah, you you just... Whoa. Uh, No, thank you. I tell you what, if if they parked that ship and I was out there for like, I mean, even a month, man, and I could see I would just start moving that boat right to the dock and just say, hey, listen, we've got an issue in this boat. We need to dock immediately. And I would just, you know, blow the air horns and just go right to the dock. I I gotta go to McDonald's. Yeah, 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 imagine I, the things you would miss. I mean, obviously, you're going to miss family and friends. And, 18 yeah. months on a oh, boat, 18. man. People are losing their mind, and they're sitting in their home, you know, in the lockdown for like a couple of weeks. <laughs> True. Put them in a boat for 18 uh, months. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I, not for me. That's quite the, going back, that shortage and, and all that stuff, it's just, it's just amazing. It's just oh, amazing. it is. It is. You know, unfortunately for us around here, we had good weather this summer. We did. Yeah, great growing season. Oh, we do, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, Iowa had that unfortunate wind event last year. Oh, what? I don't remember what was that. Called it that a crazy name. It was uh, came to a ninety mile. Oh, mile I forget. Yes, I do that. remember that now. None of that this year. So yield reports are coming in good. So the guys are going to be. You know, they're going to make money. Sure. So going into twenty twenty two, you know, what are, what are we going to do? And that that's what we're always thinking here. Is mm. here's the issues. Here we've got. We may have nitrogen shortages. So. What can we do to pre-plan so that we can, you know, be there for guys when they need, you know, hey, what can I do? I can't get nitrogen. 
Well, yeah. What, you, you know, what, what are some of the alternatives? What we're doing out here in the Omaha location right now, the headquarters here at Dolmeyer, they're expanding the tank yard, right? Yeah. There's a shortage oh, of tanks. Shortage right? of tanks. Big tank. I mean, yeah. I, what I heard was there's like a 24, 26-week lead time. Yeah. Yep. And they can't That's even give a price out because no, they don't know what it's going to be like. No. So they're just saying, we'll take your order, but we yeah. don't know what it's like. Right. You know, right. we get it in about six months. Yeah. And I, we don't know if it's a shortage of the material they need or if it's a labor shortage, still pandemic related. We don't know. You know, you hear crazy things like pigments, for example, hmm. are getting practically impossible. You can't buy black paint now. Get out of here. Isn't that nuts? That's I know. wild. That is. That's just crazy. <laughs> And I'm sure you've heard what over-the-road truckers can make now. Oh, no. Oh, uh, 100 grand. For real? Wow. They're hiring people right out of training school because there's a shortage. There's just a shortage of truckers. Shortage of truckers, shortage of trucks. Shortage where where of did everybody trailers. go? That's the thing. Where did everybody go? Where did go? they go? I mean, the pandemic literally just shut the country down. But it's not just here in the United States, too. It's everywhere, right? Yeah. I mean, we're just here, but I'd imagine it's everywhere else. You know what I think what happened? I don't know about you, but during the pandemic, I never shop online as much as I did. Sure. When I couldn't go to a store. Oh, yeah. So what do you do? Yeah. You, you start shopping online. And yeah. you, know, you figure out after a while, this is pretty convenient. No, trust me. I'll never go back to those days. So I don't like shopping in general. For me, it's just if I can, a few clicks of a button. Oh, big time. And right. then have someone drop it off to your house? Oh, yeah. Are you kidding me? I mean, I shop like I'm on a scavenger hunt. And, it's like, and I think that's got to be a lot of it because look, look what Amazon has done. Amazon has just exploded. Oh, dude. Yeah. Since. Crazy. The pandemic. Yeah. It's crazy. Well, everyone's getting more comfortable with e-commerce, making payments That's online. True. They're, they're yeah. getting very comfortable with it, and it's becoming very easy. Speaking of which, Doltmeyer website, the new website, should be migrated this upcoming quarter. So this Ooh. Q4, November, December is kind of what we're looking at. Nice. And that website is going to be pretty nice. A lot of yeah. cool things on that yeah. website. So, yeah. I mean, you have to kind of move with the times, make things oh, a little more to. easier, yeah. more, you know. Well, you know, that that's just how consumers buy their things. Now, all the younger generation, all of us, when we've all learned, shop online. Oh, dude. I mean, exactly. Right. Think about that DoorDash, you know, that little service now oh, yeah. where you can just order food. Whatever you want. And then they'll just bring it to they your house. To your they don't even ring the doorbell. They just drop it off. You don't have to leave your house. House spoiled are we? Uh, yes, you know, we are. Yeah. I guess. Hey, where did everybody go? They're at home. <laughs> they're at home, everybody. They're all at home. They are. Which, and they're, and they're listening to us. They're, look, they're look listening at the rest business. I mean, horrible. Oh sure. That's one of the things the pandemic did, unfortunately. Well, I don't see it getting out anytime soon. 2022 is, you know, maybe a resemblance of pre-pandemic, mm -hmm. but I'm thinking it's going to be 23. I'm an advocate for it happening tomorrow, but, you know, it just seems like it's a slow-moving process. Yeah, but what if going into the winter months, as people here in the central part of the nation, we're all going to be locked in again, pandemic going to... Yeah, I don't know my nose, no. you know? I think they made a lot of uh, mistakes. Well, obviously they made a lot of mistakes, but their communication, they should have talked through some of the stuff because the communication out there is just bad. Oh, it's, it's been bad. bad. It's bad. It's, it's been bad. bad. No one, you know, you know, no one knows what's the worst thing was we go into a whole new administration mid pandemic and that just everything that was ongoing got stopped and then new things started and horrible timing for that. No matter who was in the office sure. at the time, right? I wouldn't want to be in those shoes. No. 
I mean, no, it's very interesting times we're in right now, Drew. That's for sure. Well, you did mention some products that are upcoming. What's caught your attention on some of these new upcoming products that you can kind of touch on? We're seeing more variable rate prescription being utilized for fertilizers, which primarily the uh, cooperatives have done it for years. But now it's mm. getting to the producer where they're like, you know, I put on my own inputs. I want to be able to, you know, vary my rate of nitrogen, vary my rate of phosphorus, all the other inputs based off their soil test and sure. so there's prescription maps being maps being utilized it takes all the precision equipment to effectively carry that out and put that on yeah. so that's a lot more ongoing everything is just getting much more specific. precise yeah yes. real specific right everything is not not out of now. waste anymore too i'm no, assuming right no. like no, I mean, it's all it's all about efficiency which turns into profitability, which is, you know, it's good for farmers and producers and ultimately the planet because we're not throwing way too much nitrogen fertilizer out there mm. now like we used to and it would leach into the underground water system. Uh, yeah. you know, every, we've got everybody that's in agriculture now truly are stewards of the land um, mm. and, uh, and it rewards them. It really does. Yeah. yeah it really does. Yeah. You know, it just comes to mind is that uh, mix mate that we got, you know, the, the Praxite oh, yeah. system. Oh, that you know, like, That's, that's something, isn't it? Yes. I mean, yes. just... You know, you talk about efficiency and efficiency not waste. and extremely precise. It's going you know? to be, and, and the record keeping, everything. Record keeping, just, exactly. It'll all be there. And that's, no, that's. Uh, you know, there's different applications for that, too. They're yeah. looking to move into the. Golf courses. Yeah, yeah. golf maintenance and everything yeah. like that. You yeah. know, those golf courses require a lot of, yeah. they, they mix a lot of chemical. Yeah, and, they do. Yeah. And um, they got wind of this mix made. They're like, what is that thing? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Like, uh, they used a lot of, a lot of chemicals on a golf course. <laughs> oh, yeah. We actually, we went out to a golf course uh, not that long ago. Of course you What's your handicap golf. now? What? No, I don't. Oh, I, there's no golf. Uh, there's no golf over here. Uh, <laughs> I, I probably should, but, you know, when we went out there anyways, we talked to this, the people out there and um, they were explaining to us that because of the pandemic, right, they've had so many people coming to the golf course and playing rounds. It's No kidding. They've, it's blown their mind. How, how many and people? What, what's the rationale? They just wanted to get out? No. Get be- out of the house? <laughs> what they said was uh, because so many people are working from home, like oh. remotely, they're doing a lot of golfing to do business and do work and oh, leisure. Really? But the rounds of golf has, you know, everywhere has just exploded. That it was like, oh, well, you know, what are you guys well, doing for your, for your chemicals and how you're mixing it? And they're like, oh, we, well, oh, this yeah. what we, oh, did you hear about this Praxidine mixmate machine? Like, oh, <laughs> oh, I see what you guys are doing. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. yeah. But if you say, if it saves you time, it saves you money. Nice and slow. It saves you. Yeah. I mean, that's that's kind of how it works, right? Oh, like, and, you know, for all the cooperatives and the commercial sprayers, they're the ones that really bought on first. Well, now it's individual producers because they've got two and three sprayers some of them mm. some of them or even if they've got a single spray i mean i've personally done a lot of spraying sure. and every time you pull that big sprayer in to load up and what we were doing at the time is all hand mixes oh and wow it was a lot of mistakes was, there well yeah, I know. No, I know. No. That's like your mulligan in the golf cars, right? Oh, yeah. I would just throw that out there. <laughs> but it was 40 to 45 minutes per fill. Now, with Mixmate. Yeah, what's that time? I'm doing it 8 to 10 minutes. That's insane. And that is phenomenal how it improves the efficiency because 45 minutes. You've got this $400,000 spare just sitting there idling, not doing anything. And so, you know, a lot of what Mixmate, their literature says, you, know, you, you go from a 25% efficiency to 50%. That's great. That's insane. It is. I know. How exciting is that? And it's See what I'm saying, man? There's technology that's, that, oh, yeah. you know? Yeah. 
and everything is precisely mixed because, like you said, human error is. Yeah, everybody got it. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, was that quarts or gallons? Exactly. Mm-hmm. And then you look at it like, well, is that, <laughs> that Drew, is he a Filipino or is he? Well, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't, <laughs> he, he, is look, he? Is it? No, wait, no I don't really? know. I, Middle East, ah. Maybe he's Middle Eastern. I don't know, man. Yeah, he doesn't look Middle Jim? Eastern. Is he, is he German? Swedish? Is he? I don't yeah. know. Uh, human error, you know? You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's uh, looking forward to, 20, to 2022 because with the new products that we've got, we're we're excited. How do guys out there in the field, like, how do they, is it just word of mouth mostly of, like, you know, new new equipment? Like, It's, how, it's a lot of your world, which is, you know. Just and marketing and marketing just getting that thing out there. And you went to Husker Harvest Day. Yeah, trade shows. Trade shows. But, you know, how customers are now. Everybody searches on the web. And that's sure. where what the work that you do and the presence we have there is phenomenal. That's that's how. That's how people will find out people about find different it. things. Exactly. We're getting everything's lined up for the uh, Ag Early Order Program, which, by the way, we'll be out in the streets for some of you guys out there in December. But, yeah, you know, for the yeah. most part, January, we start that's early order. Yeah. And uh, keep an eye out on the streets flyer that's coming oh, yeah. out because that's there's a, a lot saver. of, mm-hmm. we were going through those products and a lot of those things going back to the shortages, we we're like, well, well, we got to stock up now. Right. We've done and our And our line managers really have, to their credit, have they lay, they've got big orders out there. Oh, they do. Oh, they do. They do. Yeah. I mean, we are stocking getting ready oh, because it's yeah. just that uncertainty of going into right. spring. Right. If you need some help and, and something's failing on mm-hmm. you, where are you going to go? Exactly. And we've always stored all our hose because we sell miles and miles of hose a year indoors. They're planning on stocking some hose outside. They've got that much wow. on order. We'll just, we won't have space. So, that, you know, to their credit, we're doing all we can. Cause I think that's the idea. And maybe, you know, that's, you know, just the Doltmeyer way right. is like, we're always trying to take care of our customers and make sure that they've got access bingo right i mean what good is it the price is irrelevant if you can't get it you know and that's yeah. the thing about Doltmeyer is our inventories are phenomenal that's what we're renowned for is sure yeah we've got it on the shelf that's yeah and it can get out it. to you one two business days you yeah. know what i mean exactly right right if the order comes in well i guess not everything but right. you know what i mean the, there's a majority of it yeah right you know? Drew, what do you think uh, as far as the transportation, the shortage issues? When do you see any resolution of that? How long do you think it's going to take for us to work our way out of this? That's a good question. And I don't know. I, everywhere else in the part of the world, I mean, I mean even just the country, right? Like, right, um, right. You, I mean, know, you drive by any down. car lot now. I'm, I live close to Huber Chevrolet. Typically, there's 200 new vehicles there. No, there's not a lot. Four to five. It's it. Yeah, isn't that quiet? Yeah. There's a chip shortage. I mean, I, and I think the answer to that question is eventually we're reactionary. So we're True. reacting to things, right. but sooner than later we'll catch up and then there'll be a surplus. You think so? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, I think so. I think there'll be a certain, it, it'll move into that pattern where it's right now we don't have, we have a shortage, Gosh. but then eventually there'll be a overabundance and then it'll have to balance its way out, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, that's true. That's it, true. it might take a while, it's you know? Always, yeah, it's always been supply and demand, supply and demand. Well, obviously, no. we got demand, demand, supply, yeah. hmm, yeah. I mean, it goes down the line with certain products, like you said. If they can't have that black paint. Oh, big time. Then right. they can't even. You know what's really scary to me? Because of the transportation, because of the lack, especially in, in meats, mm. you can't get them processed. Sure. Are we going to have a food shortage? You can't uh, get it transported. Of. You can't get it processed. My mom's, we call her famous Laura because she's got these egg rolls, right? Like oh, 
oh, yeah. we sell it. Laura's famous egg, egg, famous egg roll. Well, right. that's nationally renowned. It is. It's a ground beef egg roll. It's a different. I think you should bring some of those to work. Sometimes. Yeah, you know, everyone's asking me about those things. You know, we'll see. We'll have to get through this past next weekend, and after that, we'll be okay. But, uh, but yeah, we had that shortage. We couldn't find ground beef. It was like ground beef. Yeah, it was earlier in the season. My mom couldn't find any ground beef, so the price was astronomical. They were like four or five dollars a pound. You know, for ground hamburger for four fifty. I know. Crazy. Uh, that's what I'm saying. But I think what will happen is that the, as demand keeps growing and they keep trying to meet that demand, there'll be an abundance, and then it'll be a shock, and you know, then it's just kind of how it always flows. Yeah, yeah. You know? shelves will be full again. Yeah, but it, I mean, so. that inflation's a, that's worrisome. I guess the point of all that is do what you can, control what you can control. Right. And if you can get what you need a little bit earlier, maybe be more prepared. Big time. Yeah. Right? You like, know, especially our people. If, if you know you're going to need anhydrous knife, call us now. You got it. Yeah, you got to guess. You got to get it I now. Mean, we, it's pandemic shutdown forgery mm-hmm. all over, you know, our country and everywhere else. Yeah, and, we, and you need those knives. A lot of the Chinese forgeries are closed. It's crazy. You, you got to have them. And if you don't have them, what are you going to do? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to weld up the old. Oh, yeah, yeah. As this progresses, the answers will arrive. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They always you do. You know, from times like these comes opportunity. Exactly. I know you want to be a forger in the depth of your heart. You, yeah, you, you know what? You, metallurgy is probably... I, I probably should right make there. some own knives. You know what I mean? Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> the Drew brand. Yeah, I like that. Give me uh, the Drews. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think I... See, if Doltmeyer carried the Drews, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? Sounds more like a pair you of know, boots, though. I saw some of those knives are pretty cool though, man. Like you know, they they got uh, what are they ammonia just going right into the knives, right? Yeah. yeah. You know, it's fan- it's like unbelievable. Oh, yeah. And some of our anhydrous ammonia equipment is phenomenal. It's the way we can meter and be precise application with that as well. Is, sure. It's, it's great. Uh, yeah, it's all about efficiency. And that, going into this year, it's like, what are we gonna do? Oh, we're gonna tighten our belts. But you can find something that's going to make you money, save you money, like a Praxidine system. Sure. Or uh, a Hineker monitor system mm-hmm. or, uh, you know, a Raven flow control. Yeah, it's going to make you money. Sure. So, well, I think if you're in the market for something like that or if you want to actually learn more, then you probably need to call Jim. Well, how are they going to get a hold of you, Jim? They're going to call into our 800 number and they're going to ask for my extension, which is 5516. I like that one. 5516. It's, yeah, it's kind of cash. I got lucky. <laughs> well, Jim, I appreciate you being on the show. Thank you, Drew. Great it's been fun. conversation. One of the perks in working with Drew. Yeah, yeah, well, I tell you what, that's one of those things, you know. Maybe next time. We'll get you on early 22. You're right. Next time we hear we're facing a Big Ten opponent, I want to be on. Okay. I told you 10-7. What's yours? It was like 30, I think 31-24 is what I said. It could be. I just think it's going to be a defensive battle. I really do. We'll see. We'll update everybody on the score. That's well, right. Yeah, well, <laughs> there you go. Next Friday, that's what you'll do. Yeah, that's you, right. You give a rundown of what right, you I'll thought say, about I'll the say, game. I'll say, yeah. I'll We'll, we'll get on to that. <laughs> All right, Jim. Thanks a lot again, and everybody will be back next episode next week. All right. Thanks. Bye. Thank you.